Jonesy, this podcast had it all. Three racing states and we went even went international. Yeah, that's what we're doing now. Uh, I think a podcast of this caliber should transcend jurisdictions. Mm. We're talking about the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. And um, just how much of a phenomenal occasion it is. and The turnover. The t- <laughs> My God. The turnover is phenomenal, but it also, <laughs> I, I think it shone a little light. On the uh, on the turnover that we have on our greatest race here in Australia, but uh, more on that during the podcast. Yeah, I would have thought so. And if you're going to turn some over this weekend, where would you do something like that? I think you're going to turn some over with Team Orange, and that's the good people at Ned's. Look, the Winter Carnival's heating up. We're on the back end of the Adelaide Carnival. Thank God, some would say. <laughs> um, so open up your Ned's app and gamble responsibly in there. Um, check us out on our profiles. You can follow us in on a few bets if you like. But if you don't want to, that's fine too. But I'll tell you what, everything you could possibly do on the Ned's app is what you want to do. Get weird and exotic for us, drifters. Absolutely. And uh tell you what, some of the drifters are following in what we've posted or what I've posted, um, those three-leg multis and two-leg multis for the yep. Queensland Derby and the Cox Plate. And there was another one there, the Stradbroke as well. So a couple of drifters have um, following our coattails and, you know, it's good to have a long, long-term long play. You've pulled it off before. Yes. No reason why it can't happen again. Absolutely. But what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. On the Drift Podcast. G'day, champ. I was looking for some winners. Sure thing. Please hold. Moses won the 10,000 from Paul Lowley. Away goes Anamo in the Rose Hill Guinea. But Home Affairs has made a mess of them. Coming through is Byron with a big run off the fence. I'm thunderstruck, went boom over the top. Nature Strip clings on. He's king of the mountain this time. Thanks for waiting. No guarantees, but we'll see what we can do. Ah, sounds about right. How are you feeling? I'm a bit chilly. Don't worry. Mate, the pins are out this morning. This is this is as cold as it gets in Brisbane. I love it. It's glorious. Brisbane winter, mate. Yeah, it's nothing better. What's uh what is let me do some live research for you, drifters. That's the type of show we are. Mate, it's not even that cold. It's eleven degrees. What are you talking about? I don't know. My, my little pins are just Mate, there's not a lot of meat on these bones for yeah, my legs. True. Um, so yeah, I think they just get penetrated by the cold pretty quickly. Think you're in good shape, do you? <laughs> no, I said there's not a lot of meat on the bones. I've got, mate. You know how people call their calves baby cows? Yeah. What's the one below that? Fetus oh. cows? <laughs> That's how small mine are. Look, there's nothing there if you're watching on YouTube. I've got tiny little baby boy calves, placenta calves. Um, placenta. There was a, hey, there was someone made a comment about placentas yesterday, which was not on. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, there was a few things that weren't that were not on yesterday. Uh two of them I wanted to discuss with you before we get into the very hard hitting research that we do about the Ipswich Cup meeting. <laughs> yeah. Um The first, if you were to own a jersey, right? Mm. Of <laughs> Mate. of of a player that, you know, has done some questionable things. And not like rugby league scandals, which are a bit of fun. This is like a full-blown, like, yet in jail situation. Behind bars type operation. Yeah. 
So we quote him on the podcast <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a long time J- of uh, Jared Hayne fame. Um, in <laughs> in jail for being probably a bit more than what you'd call a scallywag. He's uh, he's done some pretty rogue shit. Um, but so I would have thought that the Jared Hayne jersey right across Australia would have just been, you know, burned, burned immediately. But this <laughs> this punter has just rocked up to the pub in his Jared Hayne, Jared Hayne 49ers jersey, just casual as you like, proud as punch. Mate, what goes through your mind to do that? Oh, there's having your head buried in the sand and then there's, and there's, no, then there's having nothing between your ears whatsoever. Oh, look. What I'd like to, I'd like to pull him aside and just tap him on the shoulder and say, "Hey, mate, read the room. <laughs> read the room. Read the political landscape." Um, you know, I mean, Jared Hayne is clearly like not play on. He's clearly not play on, <clears throat> and he's clearly a bit of a creep um, because oh, obviously not going to go into detail on it here, no. but like you can do your own research on that one. Of all the jerseys, and of, of all the obscure jerseys too, yeah. like it wasn't it wasn't a Jared Heen um, Parramatta jersey. It wasn't a Jared Hayne New South Wales Blues jersey. Been a long time. It was Jared Hayne with his short stint in US football. Um, NFL bizarre, bizarre. Like yeah, there's bit. There's been some pretty rogue stuff, but that's like definitely up there with the roguest. Mm, so rogue. The other thing, so I, I'm going to preface this by asking you, what's the dumbest thing that your partner's ever said? Because <laughs> because before uh, we rocked up to the pub yesterday, Prue and I, there was nothing else on TV, so we chucked the racing on and you know... Um, Lizzie Jelfs and uh, Emma Friedman were talking about uh, Annabelle Neesham going like, oh, this trainer, Annabelle, uh, Annabelle Neesham has just been so good with their horses, um, getting them right on the day, and which proved to be correct right mm. throughout the day. Um, and then Prue pops up inquisitively going like, oh, how long's he been in the game for? I'm like, excuse me? Annabelle Neesham, that's, that's a guy's name, right? I'm like... In what fucking universe is that a dude's name? All I'm going to say to you is, how dare you? It's 2023. <laughs> that's true. So, Prue's just, Prue's just played with a straight bat and you've just wrongly assumed. Oh, that's true. But no, nah, that's... Come on, Prue. Come um, on. I'm all for, uh, you know, switching up the genders of, you know, and what is gender these days, but like know. your traditional gender names are for kids right so i'm a i like a unisex name like one of our nieces is called scotty scotty and she's a girl that's cool and it's uh it's it's good stuff yeah no i like that um yeah i I like the unisex name more of a traditionalist i'd say with names but um yeah annabelle is is quite clearly uh a feminine name in my humble pro um I, i can't think of anything G said where I'm just like, excuse me, um, nothing comes to mind, but I've told you this story before, but the dumbest thing I've ever heard someone someone say, not in jest, um, was, was the um, palm oil story. 
Have I told you about that? The what? The palm oil story. No. <laughs> Have I not told you this? No. Oh, mate. How's this for a yarn? So, I used to work with someone um, and she was under the impression that, you know, how um, there's a lot of uh, negative sentiment towards palm oil uh, internationally because um, to get the the oil from the palms are obviously destroying the environment of orangutans. Yeah. So, it's like, save the orangutans, don't buy palm oil, right? So, this person was under the distinct impression that palm oil actually came from... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you, just ruined, you just ruined the punchline. You can't hold in a sneeze. You can't hold in a sneeze, no. Right. Um, so, this person was under the distinct impression that... <laughs> It was bad for the orangutans because the oil actually came from their palms. Oh, fuck. (laughs) It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Save the orangutans. (laughs) Don't buy palm oil because it's from their palms. Oh, my God. Oh, man. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, man. Um, What's the dumbest thing you've ever done? I've got one that comes straight to mind. Um. Not for you, but for me. Um, so when I was, when <laughs> yeah, I was kid, you've done so many dumb things. Nah. Uh, dumbest thing I've ever done is I I was a really late uh, re- I was a late realizer that I was actually allergic to shellfish. And but <laughs> so basically, one Christmas, one Christmas, uh, as you do, a few prawns there, uh, un uh, you know being unsheathed. For lack of a better <laughs> word. And, um, and there was just general chit-chat going around. I'm like, oh, I really just don't like prawns. Um, that I just really don't... I don't like the feeling they give you at the back of your throat. And as soon as I said it, I was like, you're all fucking allergic to this, <laughs> You have been your entire life. And you're only realising in this second as like a 19-year-old. <laughs> oh, man. That is dumb. It is real dumb. Look, I'm... Um- uh, nothing. I've done so many dumb things. Like yesterday, what I do that was dumb. I backed bloody off. What's Cross his name? Crosshaven. <laughs> that was dumb. Um, but I, there's nothing that immediately comes to mind, uh, to be honest. But um, yeah, gee whiz. Um, do you want know to bring up with you? Unless you had anything else to bring up. No, no, you was, go. We've had the. <clears throat> I'd say I'd say we've had the the great fortune mm. in the last twelve months of throughout this season, let's say um, since since the start of the spring carnival, of of partaking in a lot of different punting environments. Mm. Gone to a lot of different <coughs> TABs, gone to some new TABs that we haven't been to before. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I had the pleasure of um, having a punt down in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for me, what, what's been the real gem that you found that you feel has been unearthed from a punting perspective so we can share it with the drifters mm. well I think just because we've had uh, we've moved into a uh, pro and I into a new property that we own is discovering the delights that are your locals yeah so I think the Stafford Tavern would have to be right up there yeah. because there's a couple of reasons the piss is real cheap real cheap piece they have their their main TV setup could be better because it's got some sunlight damage, but uh, they do have a projector there as well. So, that was the day that Imperatres got rolled by Artorius, mm. who's running first up over the next, you know, couple of weeks or so. Um, 
and the entire pub had a collective groan, which I love. That's what I, that's what I froth is like when everyone's on a favorite and they're whipping at home, or you sh- you share your despair together. Yeah, yeah. The atmosphere, the atmosphere is what makes it for me. Hundred <laughs> percent. I think the Stafford tab is just definitely a gem that we've unearthed. Um, oh look, obviously now you've been to the Oaks, that sports bar down yeah. in Sydney, uh, and Neutral Bay is just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of like a punting setup, yeah, the Stafford Tav. Um, but what I liked yesterday, so we were at this place called The Brook. Mm-hmm. I think it's just called The Brook. Mm-hmm. Pretty new. Uh, Mitchelton. Um, I, li- I liked the venue. I liked the tree out the front. That's probably the only place I'd like to sit, to be honest. I, f- I felt the rest was a bit sterile. Mm. Um, but the TAB setup was pretty good. And there was a group of punters, <coughs> a group of punters sorry, where they must have been doing around the grounds or something like that. And every time they found a winner, they had a little bell that they'd ring. You know, like, yeah. Um, and that's and that's when punting's a team sport, right? And you and you just build that camaraderie. And um, they were doing eleven dollar jugs mm. of gold yeah. at this place, the Brook, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. the the it The cheapest jug I've seen, apart from the Stafford Tav, is twelve dollars at the Vic, which they charge every day. Mm. I love the Vic, big Vic guy. Um, but eleven bucks—that's unbelievable. Yeah, that's that's significant value. Yeah, almost as good value if you found the Ipswich Cup winner. <laughs> yeah. Who would have done that? Who would have done that and not had a cent on <laughs> this guy? Now, when you tip it, this is this is the thing, right? So, if you're tipping three horses in in a race like I did for this specific race, yeah, you might go, oh, well, you know. You get a fraction of the twenty eight dollars, but when you're tipping them at nine dollars, nine dollars and twenty eight, like if you find the winner, you're still going to get richly rewarded. You know, if you if you're punting to win the same amount of money for each horse, right? Do you know what that is? It's mathematics. Astute. Mm. Now, I was discussing this with you yesterday. Uh, and it's really easy for after the fact. But the thing is, is that we weren't saying this after the fact. We were saying this on Wednesday when we recorded our preview podcast. I thought New Marion was nearly the lay of the day across Australia on the weekend. I agreed, yeah. Because Drifters, the thing is, yes, he was easily the class horse in the field. But you also have to look at his profile. One, he hasn't won a race since the Q22 last year. He's won... Run some very nice races. Two, this is probably his easiest contest in those 12 months. But the big thing, number three, his best runs were always four to five weeks in between runs. He needed those big gaps. Quick backup just did not suit this horse at all. Quick backup and top weight? Yeah. Um, did not suit him at all and yeah, was, was happy to take him on. I backed a couple of roughies too, but... None as rough as uh, Regal Lion. And look, look at this. Ready? <coughs> so he's back in midfield. This is Salino sort of stuff written. Exactly. All same over silks, it. same style of ride. Just like I've got a lot of horse underneath me. I, I need every single inch of this 2150. So it gets going at about the 700, exactly the same as Salino. Mm. Oh, what's that? Top of the straight sort of stuff. Blends into the race exactly like Salino. Because we were watching this live, I was like, look at the line come out wide. You're big horse. Yeah. He's just got, he just needs to get, I think whenever the blinkers go on this horse, he's a different type of operator. And then he just 
it took a significant ride to get this thing going because I think he has a bit of a think about it. And that's Desert Icon back on the inside who's been up and pretty fit, but he gets over him right late. <sighs> At a big price. 28 bucks he started. And, you know, I've been all over it this, this winter. All over it. Uh, now, am I richer for this horse winning? No, I'm not. Because I was like, you know what? I'm going to back Dark Destroyer, who ran on okay. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to have this horse in a Quinella. And it didn't prove to fall my way. But define wealth, right? Could you, could you specifically say that wealth is monetary? Or could you say that wealth is the feeling that you get from having a win like that? Mm, true. You know? Like, we've shared that tip with you, Drifters, and if you didn't get on it, it's your own fault. Mm. Like, you can still go toot-toot. That's true. Who'd you back in this race? Can't remember the names of the horses. <laughs> no, I had, I had Russo. Russo, who's... I think that's him back yep. there. Uh, yep. Don't mistake him with Desert Icon. Um, he's the one with the purple cap. Yep. And then the other one was the David Van Dyke horse. I think Silent Witness. Right. Something like that. Uh, he was running on here. He got a bit held up, but he's never going to win. Yeah. Um, Russo got pulled out. So mm. they ran like the $20 shots they were. <laughs> but hey, they ran just as well as New Marion. Exactly. Six times the price. The eyeliner. Now, watching this live, um, there was. I think we called it a long way from home that there was only one pony that we thought was going to win the race. That was Lady of Honor. Mm. She looked home and hose so far out. That's her just stalking the speed there. I think they had the, uh, the splits up on the screen uh, during the de- during the meeting and she was just getting the absolute gun run. That's Gravina on the, her outside. Yep. Uh, who did bounce back. It was one of the ones that uh, we made a case for on Wednesday. But Lady of Honor, just the absolute peach, peach run. Um, who were you on? I was on Blazer Trail, um, who's just, right. just struggling to get out. Um, I think ran a nice fourth, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, not a lot of confidence for me. Just, just got out way too late. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that was Cepheus on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> The other one that I was keen on. So, nice third, fourth for me. Who did you back? I was on Blazer Trail as well, That's but right. I made a case for Gravina. Um, the Gay Waterhouse. Now, this is a replay that I have I purposefully not washed back because this is, this is a sick beat. Larry Cassidy had possibly his worst ride ever. <laughs> Ask me who I'm on. Who are you on? Hellfest. Ah. The thing... Running last right now. Oh, um, I'm right beside you. Yeah. Um, she was 20 bucks to win and five bucks to place. Mm. Watch watch her. I think we'll need to watch this replay a couple of times. So, we're sitting... I'm third last on uh, Russian Conquest and you're on Hellfest back on the inside. So, <clears throat> Larry gets in all sorts of trouble here. All right, let's watch Hellfest first. So, she's just dodging cars back on the inside. Gets her going, gets her going. 
to be fair, she's had a pretty good run. A lot of gaps appeared. Yeah. She's got out too late. Yeah. But look at her come home like a freight train. Yeah. Very good. All right. Let's now, I want to bring your attention to Russian conquest. Yep. So, just so he's gone the widest alley, right? I don't think there's a gap there yet. So, he's held up until the what, 150, 100? Gets to the outside, goes from third last. Look at this thing storm home. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, he's just. Look at look at it through the line. <laughs> it's one a hundred meters after the post. It's just Hey, it's it's one of those things if you if you if you're gonna ride a horse that far back, Larry, you're gonna need a little bit of luck. Yeah. Um but if she had to ride uh that Hellfest did, she probably wins because Hellfest was just goes close. But you know, that's that's also on us. If switch is a track that is like you're better off just punting on the things on speed because the, the straight's like 200 metres long. Uh, like, yeah, it's more than likely our fault, not Larry's. You know what I mean? No, no. So, yeah, another third placing for me. Um, there are thereabouts I find I've found this carnival. Hey, that's fine. Mm. That's absolutely fine. And um, there's still the tiara to come. I'm, I'm acting as if. It's all said and done, but it's still one more group one to go. Yeah, but, you know, it's in terms of this podcast this season, I think it is. I think I think it's the, uh, you know, the final episode of season six, mm-hmm. which is fine because, you know, you've got bigger fish to fry. You're, you're heading overseas. Heading overseas, heading to Canada and the States, drifters. Yeah, just for four weeks, just seeing, seeing the sights, you know. Um, come back about 10 kilos heavier, I'm thinking. But, uh, yeah, which means, unfortunately, I'll, I'll miss out on that last podcast. But, like, this, there's, there's two horses that I'm thinking for the tiara. I'll just say it straight up, Opal Ridge and Ruthless Dame. Like, I think it's between the two of them. Mm. If Ruthless Dame goes there, which I assume she will. Yeah, she's been up for a while. Um, but I'd assume so, you know, another mayor's group one. Why wouldn't she? Yeah. <clears throat> Um, so that'd be the two for me, but you know I'll keep an eye out for for the market and where they draw and the likes of. But um, <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> but season six, mate, it's been it's been a bloody good one. Uh, obviously, new setup, uh, which we debuted, but way back in February now. Um, Shit, yeah. Obviously, brought in the these review podcasts, which have been a lot of fun. Mm. Um, but yeah, we we say this every at the end of every season, but um, we have bigger plants. We have bigger, like, uh, you know, stokes in the fire, you might say. And yeah. um, we really can't wait for the spring. Um, it's definitely something that we're keen to get our teeth into. You know, we'll bring back doing some live streams for the Friday night group ones. Um we say this a lot as well, but some interviews, we'll get some of those in the pipeline. We've already reached out to a few Leviathan owners. Um, but more than anything, Drifters, we just wanted to say thank you for, again, all the support over, you know, the first half of this year uh, for season six. We, you know, we have a lot of fun doing this. You know what I mean? 
100%, yeah. No, it's been a great season. Um, onwards and upwards. And yeah, couldn't do it without the support of the drifters. Um, couldn't do it without, obviously, the support of um, our sponsors, Ned's. Um, yeah, got more in the pipeline with them, we hope. And uh, yeah, they've been terrific supporters of the podcast. And I'm just going to say it. I think Ned's is going to take over racing in Australia eventually. And, and guess who's going to be the duo sitting on top of that pile? These guys. Us. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Thank you very much. Goodbye. We'll see you in a couple of months. See you, drifters.